Hey guys, Larbdad here. Uh, today we're going to cover a topic that I've actually been requested to cover uh, based on my personal experience with it. And that topic is ranged melee combat in a LARP setting. Now, what I mean on ranged melee combat to specify um, is your bow and arrows, your crossbows, your guns, not necessarily throwing spells. Um, I think that most LARPs have that mechanic covered and do really, really well on it. But a lot of LARPs seem to really be struggling to accurately give ranged melee combat its fair shake. Um, the reason being is it's hard to safely do. So some complications that they're coming across are everyone that has played LARP at a LARP that allows those bows that fire the big bow tag buffer points. Um, you know, maybe they might not know, but the reality of it is, is they do not give anywhere near the range, accuracy, and velocity of an actual arrow. I know that, um, that we are looking for immersion and you will never get the true benefit of firing a bow as a proficient bow user using these big boffer tags. They're clumsy. You can only load up so many of them into your quiver without issue. Um, they just, they, in my opinion, they do not truly give the, the benefit of ranged combat in a LARP setting. Um, people use them. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, everyone can be be um, open into trying them out. I have some. I, I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan because I personally have a lot of experience with real bows. With um, I'm not going to say real firearms. I do have experience with firearms, but I don't think real firearms give you much of a LARP experience in most settings. But I run and operate a Nerf League. So I am very familiar with foam projectiles. I'm very familiar with doing it safely. And um, the bows just don't do it for me. They do not give me an accurate feel of I am using a bow in combat. Another way that some LARPs try to mitigate out of that. Um, I'm sorry, kind of forgot a point there. Uh, another way that are sorry. <laughs> anyway, another thing about these arrows is they're made of carbon fiber or steel. And a lot of LARPs are allowing you to swat these things out of the way and that's, that's not safe you you're poking around a piece of exposed carbon fiber a piece of exposed fiberglass or metal the, the arrows just aren't safe so the, the next solution that some larps allow is they allow you to just carry a bow in one hand and throw your spell delivery or your spackets which are these little baggies with bird seed in them they're pretty environmentally friendly to throw those and call damage while you're holding the bow in the other hand. That is a much safer way to do this. But again, you are not getting the true accuracy experience. You're just not. Most people, even your best, most proficient spacket throwing people or spacket throwing players are accurately throwing these things maybe 30 feet. A bow is going to hit a target at 100 feet fairly easily with a proficient user. 
So I, I don't I don't think that that's a very fair solution either. Not if you're not if you're looking for true ranged advantage and true war tactics of having to figure out a way to deal with or utilize ranged combat. So not, a lot of LARPs do that. I still don't personally think that's a good fix. So what most LARPs are doing now is they are transitioning into, I'm going to let you use nerf blasters as long as they look the part under said guidelines. And I believe that is your best bet for most applications. Reason being is, yes, there are tons of nerf blasters, tons of ways you can utilize nerf blasters and deal, make them look the part, add bow arms to them, do different things to make them work. But before you do that, you have to ask yourself at your LARP, am I content with that aesthetic? Am I content with that being the norm of people aren't going to use bows? Are the people that are using real bows are going to be at a severe disadvantage to this, me allowing this at my LARP, at my experience? So um, the first question you need to ask if using Nerf blasters is, am I ever going to allow guns in the game? And that, that being a big thing. Some fantasy worlds are never going to want guns. They're, nope, I don't let guns happen at my game. Okay, then you need to set guidelines that these have to look the part. We're giving people a buy-in to use true ranged combat, and that has to come with some compromise. That compromise could be anything determined at your game. It could be um, a low onboard capacity. What I mean when I say that is your blaster could look the part, but it can't hold more than six rounds. It could be a reload count between shots. You have to count to this many before you can fire. It could be, it has to be a single load blaster, but there has to be some um, limiter in place there, unless you're just allowing guns. If you're allowing guns, fine. You can 100% say just the blaster is the blaster. Make it look the part and you have a gun in the game. But something else to keep in mind when allowing your, um, I'm kind of everywhere here, but um, I'm going on the safety of nerf blasters now. Um, something that it has to be considered too is the firepower. We're talking about adults modifying foam projectile weapons and just like having too strong of a bow, it is very easy to have a nerf blaster shooting something so hard that eye protection is required. And the easiest way to get around that at your game, if you are allowing nerf blasters, is to pick up a chronograph somewhere. It is an, it is an expense, but you need to have some safety mandate. And the nerf leagues are organized nerf play in the United States and most other countries has come to the understanding and acceptance that 130 feet per second, which was easily, it's easy to determine on a chronograph, is the hottest or fastest you should be shooting in an environment that does not require eye protection. And that's for safety. Just like the bows can't shoot so hard, so many pound draw, 
your blaster shouldn't be able to shoot hotter than that. So I just dropped a ton of guidelines on there and what I believe should be allowed and shouldn't be allowed. So go ahead and mull all that over. But based on what I have seen at current LARPs, I'm going to go ahead at this point and just give what I believe is a really, really good starting point for Nerf Blasters at your LARP. And this is under the guideline that you want crossbows or bows to be in the game. You, you don't want guns. First off, the Fizz Rep has to look the part. It has to look like a crossbow. It has to have arms. You can set that parameter in length however long you want it to be. You can set how big the blaster has to be lengthwise however long you want it to be. But it has to look the part. And that can't be skirted. It can't be, um, it can't be oh, well, I'm going to let you do it this. No. It either is an in-play bow or crossbow or it's not. And it has to look the part. The players have to be able to see what they see. Past that, I believe to simulate having to load a arrow in between each shot, you should have a minimum of a five count or something along the lines of that as your starter speed to reload shots in a crossbow, bow, LARP environment. Sorry, I know y'all are probably hearing bumps right now. They're working on the road and I can't really do too much about that, but um, I'm just working through it. Sorry. I know it's probably a little chattery. Hope y'all can still hear me fine. But And that leaves you room. That, that five count between shots leaves you room in your building base LARPs for you to have a buy-in that lowers that count, right? Um, it should be. It should start at maybe a five, play test it. If you want it to go up to 10, make it go up to 10. That's That's up to you to decide. But it shouldn't just be a spammable, I am firing darts as fast as my blaster can fire darts. That's not very immersive in my opinion. There should at least be some limiter there. And that limiter can, like I'm saying, through build or character build experience, be reduced by the individual character making their ranger or whatever they are. That could be reduced to a three. It could be reduced to... However fast the blaster can fire, as long as they had to build something to being more proficient at that in the game. Past that, I would look very heavily into limiting an onboard capacity. There are magazine-based nerf blasters or onboard nerf blasters now that hold over 30 shots. Um, I get that there are some crazy quivers out there that hold that, but uh, I, I'm I'm not completely sold on the immersion of a bow having on board 30 rounds. Um, that number is for the game makers, just like any of these other numbers I'm throwing out to decide. But I think uh, somewhere between 10 and 20 on board capacity is more than realistic to simulate a quiver being on a person full of bolts or arrows. That's a fair amount. And between that, because obviously a lot of these blasters use magazine feeds, there should be a count of reloading that quiver. Um, the count of reloading that quiver can be anywhere between a 30 to a 60 count, but there has to be some penalty to reloading that quiver. There has to be some immersive simulated time that you are 
finding arrows and putting them back in there or you're doing something to that effect. It just it it's just balanced at that point. So um if you and and scavenging, right? In a game that allows so we're past cross well, we're almost past crossbows, sorry. In a, in a game that allows arrows to be fired, your crossbow bolts should 100% be scavengeable. Once you fire them, you should be able to go to wherever they are, get them, and now you have them again. But that isn't the case in a LARP that allows guns. Yeah, if you're saying, oh, well, I fired a musket ball, I can fire it again. Odds of it still being in shape to fire again are very, very low. I know we're getting into like some cheese immersion at that point. But if your game is using guns, even if you have no restrictions on blasters and everyone is wearing iPro, you have to have fizz rep tags or an expendable finite amount of bullets that these players get. And they should have to craft them. They should be using them whenever they shoot their guns. Um, that That's kind of a no-brainer to me. But... Yeah, so uh, I, I guess I'll at this point I'll give some examples of some of the LARPs that I play, and how they utilize bits of this system. Um, and I, I think I'll I'll recap and call it there. You know, so at Mardavia, we utilize the crossbow system. Guns do exist in the game, but they're something that has to be crafted by a master or tinkerer that can make guns and we aren't at a point in the game yet where that's unlocked so our crossbows have to be fizz repped they have to have bow arms they have to in play look like a crossbow the game does allow you to fire and have but you have to have a five count between all of your shots from anything semi-automatic they do not allow fully automatic fire their reasoning, and I agree with that, is you have to have a verbal tag behind each shot at the game, and there would be no realistic way to do that while maintaining fully automatic fire. And I think that's completely realistic. Their semi-automatic blasters have to have a five-second or five-reloading count between anything that is more than single shot, basically anything that has an onboard capacity higher than one. And But they're single shot prime not semi-automatic but your pump every time and shoot pump once shoot once basically style blasters do not have that count we're still in the active beta of playtesting that it may be something that gets added i think it will probably need to be added especially in your modded blasters that have effective ranges of 100 plus feet but we're gonna see how that works again <laughs> it's up to the game to decide how it wants that to be uh, the other LARP that I regular, Nether, they allow guns. They Oh, um, Mordavia and Nether both um, thankfully took my advice and their FPS cap is 130 feet per second. So if you get pegged in the eye, it will still suck. You will still not like it, but you will not lose your eye or take permanent damage. So that's, that's the reason for the 130. That was actually tested at a university that runs HVZ, our Humans vs. Zombies, one of the most popular campus dart firing or foam blasting events. And they, their labs and their uh, testing determined that 130 feet per second 
uh, they actually determine 150 feet per second, but 130 is a safe cutoff where it allows for variance. So, but yes, both Nether and Mordavia adhere to that rule. I think that is a baseline that every LARP that allows blasters should either use, or if they don't, everyone at the LARP needs eye protection of some sort to participate in these scenarios. So, on to Nether. Nether has guns in its game. Nether makes you have bullets to fire the guns, and you will be called for tags after using tons of bullets. My character at Nether is a gunsmith and is a, almost essentially an exclusive guns user. If I'm using a melee weapon, something has gone horribly wrong. But you have to control the resource there. You have to, every bullet is damage, but it's an expended bullet. You have to either have means to make more or have a plan for when those bullets run out. Nether requires their fizz repping to look the part. And Nether also has <laughs> different types of guns. So your pistols and rifles, they follow a, uses this type of ammo rule. Um, elite darts are half lengths. Your standard Walmart Nerf darts are your pistols and rifles. Your shotguns and magnums, however, to simulate that round being bigger, they actually make you use rival rounds. The little yellow balls, if you're familiar, are mega rounds, which are the big, red, larger nerf darts for you to simulate shooting a bigger bullet. Those, dam those weapons typically do higher damage, and they require that in addition to a smaller onboard potential capacity. Those shotguns and <laughs> magnums can only shoot 10 round, or can only have an onboard capacity of 10, where there really is no solid restriction for their pistols and rifles. Their crossbows have to be, and then this is their this is their gap because their game allows guns, so they're not going to let you use a Nerf blaster that has an onboard capacity higher than one, or even shoots Nerf darts if you're using a crossbow or bow at their game because. In their opinion, you should be using a gun at that point. So if you're using a crossbow at their game, it has to be a FizzRep crossbow that fires us LARP safe or approved ammunition. And if you're using a bow, same exact rules. You have to have a firing bow that shoots those big tag buffer arrows like I talked about in the beginning of this podcast. So that's working fine for them. I like that system. It's working really, really well for me. Um, as an out-of-play Nerf enthusiast and out-of-play Nerf blaster maker or foam dart blaster maker, I've been able to have a lot of fun playing that. Um, but at Mordavia, I'm having the exact same um, – well, not, I can't say exact same. It's different because I am shooting a crossbow there. I, have, I do have some restrictions there. But as the beta testing goes on, I'm, I'm still having a lot of fun within those guidelines. So in closing, I hope that I really gave you guys a good insight on if maybe your LARP is having issues um, working through or more accurately immersing into ranged combat. I hope that I gave you some pointers on how to fix that. I think Nerf Blasters have a place in LARP immersion, and I think that they give you the safest, effective distance range, like you're going to be shooting further and more accurately, like you should be when firing a, a bow or a crossbow, 
but you do have to have some limiters to simulate that blaster not being a blaster, but instead being a bow or crossbow. I've given some examples of what I believe best accommodates to that. And I've also said what two local LARPs do to best make that work at their LARPs. I hope you found this information informative and entertaining. And as always, LARP on.